Hello and welcome to Soldroids Podcast, episode number 91. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And if you are listening to us right now, that means the world did not end. Yeah, because we're only like hours away from when, you know, dogs and cats sleeping together, mass hysteria. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to camp out in line for it. Isn't that what, what? we do? Isn't that what Don't we geeks talk do? <laughs> you know, we, we camp out in line for things, movies, sales. End of the world. End of the world. Guacamole. I don't know where the line is. We should form one. <laughs> we are the line. <laughs> what are you guys waiting for? End of the world. We hear that everyone gets like a free DVD for when who's in line. <laughs> anyway. Do you think that there's mass hysteria and destruction on Black Friday? You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> we should reverse that. You think there's mass hysteria on the end of the world? No, nope, I was there at Black Friday. <laughs> you know, they had a $100 big is, screen TV. I saw mass hysteria. Well, according according to like the experts and whatnot, it's supposed to hit, what, 4-11 uh, Mountain Standard Time? Right, 11-11 Greenwich Mean Time. So that's like 4 a.m. here for us in Utah. I, I'm probably going to sleep through it, and I'll get up my normal time, and I'll get in, and I'll drive to work, and the freeways will be a nightmare, and I'll be in a bad mood because my commute sucked, and, you know, it's just, it, it could be a very bad day tomorrow. I plan on waking my wife up loudly at 4.10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Will it involve fireworks? Because that would just be awesome. <laughs> oh, hey, in case the world has not ended and you are listening to us, be sure to check out our friends over at trekradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Because they need non-apocalyptic love, too. Yes, every, everybody needs non-apocalyptic title. love. Because isn't that what the song is? All you need is non-apocalyptic love. I don't know. I dated quite a few crazies who gave me apocalyptic love. It was not. It was not good. It was not healthy. <laughs> you have to pay extra for the apocalyptic love. No, no. But uh, yet you ended up paying more. <laughs> <laughs> you pay more, just not with money. Yes. <laughs> Into that pound of flesh actually is a pound of flesh. <laughs> into our show. Um, we have a very odd format this week, mainly because headlines are kind of far and few between, strangely. It's the weekend before Christmas, and not a lot is happening. It's the weekend <laughs> before Christmas, it's the end, of the, world, it's the end of the world. It. Yeah, exactly. And I feel fine. <laughs> I see what you did there. There's Samsung going, do we, do we release this? Or there's the whole end of the world thing. We should probably wait. We should wait. We should wait. So there's no headlines. It's crazy. Um, our first... Um, we actually have two talking points for you here as well. And our first one comes over from our friends at Instagram. Now, if you had, did not hear about this, consider mm. yourself lucky. But the new terms of service were released by Instagram. Instagram, of course, is the photo-sharing website that I made fun of with last week's favorite. And um, where you take a really crappy picture, apply even crappier filters to it, and then upload it to their site and pretend that you're artsy. It yeah, we kept wondering why people wanted to have their pictures look like they were taken in the 70s. By people who didn't know how to take... Because even people in the 70s took better pictures than this. Yes. But And then it was picture, It was uh, purchased by Facebook. 
they released their new terms of service that wasn't scheduled to go into effect until halfway through January, January 16th. And in the terms of service, it basically said, it, it, it gave wording that made people believe, and they weren't panicking, it actually did say this to a degree, that it had the right to use your photos and sell them for advertising without letting you know and without compensating you. So a couple of years down the line, you may notice, oh, hey, look, let's, this Hawaiian vacation is $100 off. Oh, hey, wait, those pictures are from our Hawaiian vacation five years ago. They could use Honey, your you pictures. looked good back then. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it, that's what some people might say, possibly, if they were stupid. Not you, right? Not, not yeah, me. Not you. Because my wife just gets hotter every day. You guys know that. By the way, if anyone doesn't believe us, uh, just know that we all hate Zoner for his wife. There's no way. No. He, <laughs> there's no way someone as frumpy as him should deserve that. <laughs> Zoner has a very nice-looking wife, but I have my own. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I I have you guys all trumped. I had to uh, I had to get rid of the last one to get this one. Oh yeah, I, I'm up to wife 2.02 as well, and let me tell you one thing: it's an improvement. <laughs> anyway. That's a heck of an upgrade. Anyway, <laughs> it's not an upgrade. You actually have to completely um, format the old system to get the new one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get rid of girlfriend yeah. 3.0 patch and go. <laughs> now Yet you still end up with lingering residue that just causes you problems every now and then. Oh, we just require a restart every once in a while. But so anyway. This um, Instagram later came back and said, we're sorry, that wasn't written really clearly, that's not what we meant, we will rewrite the terms of service to be a little bit more clear, because that's not at all what we meant. Well, Let- people deleting their accounts, they were talking about it on Twitter, and even uh, a, a National Geographic, which is known for very good photographs, said, yeah, we're going to delete our account, too. And I'm pretty sure that's when suddenly Instagram went, okay, hold on. And that makes sense, too, because an entity like National Geographic, their pictures are copyrighted. They are copyrighted to National Geographic. So the idea of someone having free reign to take those pictures and sell them as their own to advertising agencies probably wasn't really kosher. Now, whether or not... Instagram meant the change and then backpedaled or maybe they didn't realize it read that way and they're fixing it it still left an interesting question and that is who really owns your stuff online and the more and more we move towards cloud based stuff the more murky this question becomes well I I think the answer is simple whoever can throw the watermark on it fastest yeah, because I have actually had a picture that I have uploaded to a website in the past, years ago, we're talking about almost 10 years ago, turn into, uh, it got used in a Photoshop uh, Photoshop contest on FARC. I was sitting there going through the Photoshop contest one day, I'm like, wait a second, that's my picture. I was upset, but I couldn't do anything about it. Hmm. Hey, uh... Really, you you should have got that oatmeal lawyer guy to go. <laughs> I'm suing Congress because this person's photo was stolen. <laughs> um, it, it is now. 
I personally do not put stuff onto the cloud. We've had this discussion many shows back. Schmitty, you put a lot more onto the cloud, and you use it, you utilize it, I should say, very, very well. But at the same time, do you feel like you're ever kind of giving up rights to it by doing that? Oh, um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've accepted the fact that anything that I don't personally have in my possession is not 100% mine. Even though I'm the one that's uploading it to the cloud and I'm, sci- uh, and I'm, um, I'm the sole proprietor of them, it's, it's, it's not all mine. And I, I've accepted that fact a long ago. <laughs> so, See, um, that's why I kind of move the opposite way. I like to be able to access things through the cloud, but I don't like storing them on the cloud. Well, normally the cloud is supposed to be something that's private. I mean, we're talking about Box or Dropbox and stuff like that. That's supposed to be private that only we get or we share with other people. The picture I threw up there was on a website, and somebody just flipping through a website went, oh, look at that picture. I can use that for a Photoshop contest grab. But, but here's the rub. Yeah, you're throwing that onto Box or Dropbox or, or whatever, but what if their terms of service says, you're using our service? As soon as you give it to us, it's ours. Mm. Then which that's they why wouldn't I keep local be, copies. Which they wouldn't be wrong in saying legally. Right. L- legally, they're they're absolutely correct. Well, and that's yeah, why I make sure when I use a when I use a backup service, um, I I've read the terms and conditions and privacy policy on all the backup services I use, and and it's not just because I'm a geek and because I read every terms of service, but it's because I'm putting my stuff on there and I want to know what their privacy policy is. Um, and that being said, I'm using them as a backup service. So if they go out of business and they lose all my stuff or they sell all my stuff to someone else, I still have my own local copies. So, hmm. Yeah, when, yeah whenever I put anything up. like... Whenever I put anything like in Box or Dropbox... I still have a copy of it on my hard drive. Mm-hmm. But you know, that doesn't I mean, necessarily, necessarily make it yours. Well, was it that, uh, that particular is, copy? <laughs> is anything really ours? Well, yep. the thing is, is that the whole point of behind the cl- these cloud things, like the Amazon Drive and stuff like that, is that it's supposed to be our personal storage location. I assume Instagram, I've never really used Instagram, but I assumed it was the same thing because you could share stuff on Amazon Drive and on Dropbox and on a few other things and you could share them with people you wanted to share them with, so technically you were publicly giving some of the stuff out but still you were controlling who it was going to and what was going to happen. If you decided you didn't want it there anymore, you had the right to go and delete it. What Instagram was doing, at least in the vague sense that it was coming up with, if it was an accident or not, was saying, oh, we can take that even though you were using this as a storage facility. Now, again, this was Facebook, and in Facebook, you are the content. They, You signing up for the account are the, are the content, so I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that Facebook did this after they took over Instagram, but... But let me. When I let me, put stuff up there. It's 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 supposed to be my personal locker. You know, let, that, let me flip that, that on you though. Okay. Hold, hold on a second, Zook. Uh, you know, that's an interesting point you bring up there, Stark, because I think a lot of people have forgotten that Facebook did buy Instagram, and so Instagram is Facebook, and so why is anybody surprised that they're screwing with their terms of service and treating their customers or their visitors or whatever they want to be called as a commodity? Well, and. and i actually kind of glad that you brought that up because it, it merges these two points. You, you say you use it as a storage locker, as a storage space. 
are you paying for that? Because the last time I rented a storage space, I had to pay for it. I, and if you're I, not, I, and I think this is a good rule of thumb on the internet in general, if you're not paying for something, they're still making their money off you somehow. If you're yeah. e- you're either a consumer, or you're the content, you're so one or the other. Box and box. Well, I know Dropbox and Box and, and, and Amazon Cloud. You can buy extra space. It's almost like it's almost like I, I I have Pandora on my on my phone and I listen to it and I hear an ad every once in a while. And I know that's the payment that that's my payment for for listening to it for free. And I know, but I know I have the option, like Schmitty does or did. I don't know if he, if he still uses it or not. Yeah. Of of paying for a, for a subscriber account that doesn't have any ads on it. I mean, there, there was a company I used to work for a couple of years ago that it was an online backup service. It would, it would take your, you would put this program on your computer, and it would go through certain directories, and back it up on a nightly basis or an hourly basis, depending on how many times you wanted to go ahead and do that. And they had a free account, and then they had the, oh yeah, if you need to, you can move it to the paid account for more. You know, like give you more space, faster service faster customer service response time so and so forth and I, I remember one of the first questions I asked when I went to this company I said by the way I gotta know since this is technically a cloud storage service what prevents you from going into their lockers and looking at the stuff and they said we treat it just like HIPAA the the uh, oh, the, nice. uh, the 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 health the, the care yeah. uh, laws and they said we tr- we're not bound by it but that's how that's the that's the guidelines we use and I guess that's how they advertised it too. Well, and that, that's very good that they do that, but they're not the norm. That's not the baseline. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can pay for the higher accounts, but it's like it's like your Gmail. Okay, I have over five gigs of email in my Gmail account because I never delete anything. Guess what? <laughs> Technically, well, with Google, with Gmail, why delete anything when everything is automatically indexed? And yeah, so, so such a fast search. So it's like. Yeah. Do I own that email? Technically, it's my mail, right? But it's not protected by U.S. postal laws. It's theirs. All that information in there is theirs. All of our show notes that are all put on Google Docs, that's all theirs. Even though we have a business account with Google, and we use their business apps, it's still theirs. Well, now, if if we put, like... And this is going to tie into what we're going to talk about later, but if we put, you know some legal mumbo-jumbo saying that this is copyright and protected by um, our wishful thinking and whatnot, doesn't that make it all okay? No. Oh, People okay. have already tried that. You'll see, you'll see that on Facebook every once in a while. I'll just start saying, my comments are my own and you can't use them and people are like, you're, 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 you're reading the toss wrong. Yeah. Or you've fallen for an urban legend. It's kind of like, uh, it, this is kind of stretching it, I realize, but bear with me. I have worked for technology companies where anything you develop is theirs, even if you didn't do it on company time. Yep. You are theirs. You are their employee. You are their resource. You are their asset. You are their commodity. Exactly. And so there were people... IBM did this for quite a while. Uh, Microsoft did this. I think they finally stopped. But you could work there and develop something on your own, completely unrelated to what your job was. But the company that you worked for owned it. And so a lot of these people would, if they had, oh, I have the next big idea, I have the next post-it note, I have the next, you know, whatever, they would quit their job and have to wait six months after leaving that job 
before they could start working on their dream invention or whatnot. I know that's what happened with a few of the uh, engineers that draw something when Zynga bought them. There were a few engineers that quit just because Zynga had added a clause like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it happens all the time, actually. It's, It's that idea. You work here, everything you do is ours. It's the idea of... You know, you, we hear this actually a lot. Uh, in high schools, the principal has the right to search your locker, right? Well, it's your locker. Yes, but it's the school's locker that you are allowed to use. Yeah, those are your pictures on Instagram, but it's still Instagram service that you're using. <laughs> so it's that question of where do you end, where does the faceless corporate entity begin? And where does your data fall in between the two? Now, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know if anyone truly does yet. I don't know if anyone has actually stopped to think, hey, maybe we should come up with an answer and a law regarding this before we keep moving into the cloud. Well, do we need one? I mean, because look at at the public reaction to Instagram. I mean, suddenly everybody's stop. Suddenly they're oh, hold on, hold on. We'll 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 do this. So we'll play nice and stuff like that. I mean, it, it was consumer response that caused them to to do the one eighty. I think but, I think there is a need for it, mainly because right now that response was from us. It was from the quote unquote old fogies of the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that hipsters were upset with Instagram before everyone else was. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, they were some of the first to be upset about it, about something entirely different. Yeah. But, um, but all it's going to take is a couple of years and another generation to come up into the ranks who grew up with this idea. I mean, already, you know, Stark, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, we've made jokes about your age before. This is not one of them, but you are older than me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the young... Sorry, sorry, this... Hold on, I gotta put my teeth back in. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna call you old, but dude, you're old. No, you're older than me. I'm. I'm the youngest on the panel. Stark is the oldest. Okay, and there's already a difference there between the two of us. How we see technology and data wanting to be free or access to whatnot. Now, Stark is actually on the very progressive edge. You know, he's he's really hard into computers. You go older than that, and you you can see it. You can see the drop off. It's Christmas time coming up here on Tuesday, at your family reunion, at your family function. Just look around at your family members and ask them what their thoughts are on YouTube or something. You can see where that cutoff is, and it's only going to take a few years younger than me for the next generation to have a completely new cutoff. We're sure, yeah, Instagram can have my stuff. Why do I care? It will change. I mean, granted, most of the stuff on Instagram was just people's breakfast that morning, but... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sunset. Over a plate of bacon and eggs. Airplane wings. (laughs) And a bad filter. (laughs) Ducks. (laughs) And it looks like it's a 1967 Polaroid. But see that this will be an issue, and he, and let me give the listeners a scenario well, as to why this is well, an issue. Zook, let me let me ask you this though. You said that in a couple year or a couple generations, couple years, whatever. I, I don't remember, but um, people will not care. What what does it matter if they take it? Well, if they've got that attitude, what does it matter? Well, it matters because what happens to the individual? 
Well, and and here's an example. Okay, I know but, this is. But if somebody's willing to sacrifice or just give up, whatever it may be, whether it's a photo, whether it's a likeness, you know, whatever. If if they don't care, what does it matter? Well, what identity are you left with? I mean, not to get all metaphysical on us, but what people's identities at this point in technology, considering we're not to the cyberpunk, you know, dystopias we see on anime or or films or whatnot, our identities are still caught up in what we do offline. Pretty much. But that line is very blurred. If we give that up what identity do we do we have left and i want to i want to give an example here of why i think that's a problem let's say zoner you have your family picture that you took a couple years ago at the grand canyon okay everyone's really happy it's one of your best pictures ever it's a, a happy american family on the rim of the grand canyon the grand canyon looks great you guys look great everything looks great it's on instagram or whatever the next photo sharing service is and you love it Okay, a couple years down the line, you're writing on your personal blog or on your Facebook ten or whatever, whatever's out in five or six years, and you say, "Oh, I just thought of that great picture I had. Here's this picture I took back in 2012 of us at the Grand Canyon," and you get a takedown notice from Shutterstock or some other ad agency saying you're using a copyrighted image that they purchased. We bought that. That's our image now. You're not allowed to use that because that's our image. We don't care that you're the one who took it. We don't care that's your family. We don't care that that's your experience. That's your life. We bought it. That's ours. You didn't get paid for it. You didn't even get a notice about it. But that's ours. That's not yours anymore. You can't use it. The almighty dollar. And that sounds far-fetched, but legally, they'd be right. If this stuff continues, if we don't put laws in place, that's they, what's going to happen. They'd be completely in the clear. They'd be 100% absolutely right. And you would lose access. You would lose the claim on your own life experience. So I'm sorry. I know we're getting kind of heavy here right off the start on the show, but like I said, blame the headlines. It just didn't come I, in this week. I, I liked playing devil's advocate. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's the newest Milton Bradley game there is. Devil's Advocate. <laughs> it, it, Find the, the pitchfork. The hashtag Devil's Advocate. <laughs> you, you, good for two to six players. Piss off your family all night long. Hashtag, I don't understand the concept of hashtags. <laughs> Make it trend, people. Make it trend. We'll post that in the show notes, too. We want to hear what your thoughts are on this. Do you use these services? Do you use these services to publish your personal stuff? And what were you thinking? What was going through your mind when this whole Instagram will sell your stuff news came out? Feedback at StolenDroids.com. We do want to know because, I don't know, we're all kind of split on it. Into the more not- we hear, the more we're going to know. Yeah. Well, I, 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 should, I should throw it out there that I was playing devil's advocate with a lot of those questions, and I think that you know, while I, I have said numerous times that there is no privacy on the internet, what's yours is yours. Yeah. Well, and I, th- those are they're good questions to ask. They're questions that need to be asked. But likewise, so are the ones I'm asking. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's an, yeah. It's an it, issue that needs to be looked at from all sides. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, it, and it's going to end up in court at some point, I think. Yep. 
Well, into our headlines, uh, we have news here that kind of surprised me. This actually happened, um, I saw this headline first hit when I was mastering last week's episode, and that is that Google hates you. (laughs) No, they don't. Well, okay, they only hate you if you're not using an Android device. Oh, I'm safe. They've stopped... Uh, they've stopped supporting ActiveSync and the ActiveSync protocol. Before, if you used an iPhone or a Windows phone or pretty much anything, you could connect to Gmail or your Google account through Microsoft Exchange's ActiveSync protocol. And it was really, really handy. If you're not familiar with ActiveSync, it is now the most commonly used email protocol in the world. It it um, synchronizes your calendar, your contacts, your tasks, your email, the works in a push configuration. It's very powerful. It's highly utilized. It's one of the most robust email systems out there now. Well, Google has decided they're not going to accept that anymore. They don't want to. Instead, if you have an iPhone or a Windows phone and you want to use Google... You have to connect their their email through IMAP, their calendar through what is this? Um, Cal. CalDev or I think it's iCal. iCal. Um, it, you need to connect your contacts through another protocol, and you probably won't be able to connect your tasks. Nope. This seems like a huge step backwards for Google. Yeah. It could be argued they're just trying to push their Android platform more, but doesn't this Don't seem like the evil. wrong doesn't this seem like the wrong way to go about it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> it's wrong. Yeah, this kinda goes um along the lines of their, you know. Well, it kind of contradicts their don't be evil. Well, we should clarify, actually, why this goes against us. Because you can keep the the exchange protocol if you upgrade your email account from one of the free ones to one of the paid premium ones. Then you can keep it. Mm. So someone like me, who's had Gmail since it first launched... Uh, the features that I've had the entire time I no longer get. I guess this means it's no longer a beta, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I kind of thought it was a good idea that they, you know, uh, last iteration of, of their Android operating system that I had, I could do ActiveSync, I could do IMAP, I could do POP, I could do all these different methods, and now ActiveSync is... You can't even, you can't even activate it. You can't even get... Um, uh, a third-party app that that does Active Sync. Yeah, that's the really weird part. You can't even download another one now. No word on what's going to happen to Active Sync on Android. So if you have an Android and you connect it to an Exchange server, no word on what's going to happen there. I think it would be suicide for them to do that if they were to take it away. I think they'd lose the entire business market all at once. so I don't think they'd do that, but I've been wrong before about them. Hmm. Go fig. Again, this only really applies to me because everyone else on the panel has an Android. <laughs> yeah. 
sucks for you, doesn't it? Actually, no. You know what I found out? <laughs> bit of a uh, bit of side story here. This has nothing to do with the article. Um, my work currently uses a BlackBerry Enterprise server, and I've finally gotten them away from that. They've started to uh, get rid of the Blackberries through attrition, and everyone else is having their uh, their iPhones and their Windows phones or whatnot. It turns out that the new email server we have in place called MobileIron um, will actually encrypt email and send it to an encrypted client on your phone, much like BlackBerry does. So the emails are secured at both endpoints. Android is the only mobile operating system that doesn't support hardware-level encryption. So you have to go out and buy a $20 app to read the encrypted email. Windows Phone does it on the fly. iPhone does it on the fly. Everyone else does it on the fly. When Android's the only one that doesn't. I just thought that was kind of funny. It is funny. You know, just just saying. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of phones, speaking of BlackBerry, actually, um, some leaked screenshots have come out about BlackBerry OS X. Were they found in a bar? Mm. They were found in China. Which is kind of like a bar. I think it would have been better for them if they found it in a bar. Kind of like the floor of a bar. <laughs> um, actually, it was a Vietnamese, Vietnam. It was a Vietnamese website. Uh, the pictures look legit. Analysts are looking at it, saying, "Yeah, that looks like the the alpha dev units we've been seeing." Um, and if it is, it's showing that BlackBerry may be worse off than we thought. Yeah. Is that possible? <laughs> well, we we really... Okay, going back, I kind of made the offhand joke, what is it, a month ago, two, that Research in Motion actually must not have any developers anymore. They must have gotten rid of all their programmers, all their engineers, all they have left is a sales and PR team. <laughs> After seeing these screenshots, I'd believe it. <laughs> I'm going to describe it now for you. Uh, along the very bottom, you have three soft buttons, kind of like Ice Cream Sandwich for Android. Uh, above that, on the main screen, you have a grid view of icons, four across, four down, uh, and you can swipe side to side to different screens that show more icons, you know, kind of like iOS. Uh, you also have a pull-down notification system at the top that also gives you access to quick settings, you know, like like Android. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has hard square um, tiles, much like uh, Windows. Windows. Yeah. It's almost like they just took the Android operating system and skinned it. It's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> they, skin- they skinned it to be a really bad iOS clone. No, it'll notice. <laughs> it's like, you know... Even even iPhone owners have started to realize that widgets and live tiles are the future. And you've decided to release an OS, or will be releasing an OS, that makes iPhone look like cutting edge? Yeah. Well, BlackBerry has never been <laughs> the uh, cusp of technology. So That's actually not true. They used to be. But well, yeah, they used to be. Yeah. I it just mm. how could they have fallen so far? People well, first they got a copy of MS Paint, and then they made some ads. <laughs> now it, it, they are quick to point out that uh, this is an article from Gizmodo that's uh, republishing this. 
which means there's a 50-50 chance that next week we'll get a retraction. Uh, but they have made sure that they can't get sued by Apple, uh, namely by making everything look crappier than Apple. The icons are a designer's night worst dream. They're, they're a nightmare. Uh, the Siri-like voice search capability, the button is square, not round. There you go. These ones, they go to 11. And they look like they were written in terminal. They seriously look, they look like an old Weiss terminal. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. And it has Facebook, which is, yay, good for them. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> Blackberry right. needs to stop sucking, or they need to suck spectacularly awesome so that we can just go off and off and off on them. I, I look at this, and, you know, this was I was going to hold this little stat for uh, our next show, which is going to be our, our year-in-review show. Black Research in Motion is not dying this year. Against all odds, they only lost twenty-two cents per share overall, oh, which yeah. which completely I, baffles me. So it's like, oh well, they're pulling out. They're pulling out of this nosedive. They might be able to make it, but then they show they let this drop and they say, oh, and we'll be officially launching it January thirtieth. It's like, no, no, you should have you should have tried to kill the company before the January. Then if that's your plan, yep. You should have tried to kill the company before we could see this train wreck you're releasing. It's almost kind of like January 30th is going to come along and it's like, we were really hoping that the company would be dead so we didn't have to show you this. Um, (laughs) We didn't really expect to make it to plan B. (laughs) Oops. Yeah, true. Um, Into our next headline. Not a lot. This <laughs> we need. We need to have like the uh, the, the Star Trek unlock time fight music for this next headline. Um. Yes, especially because I don't know what our next headline is. There it is. It's, it's anonymous. Yes. Versus the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> now <laughs> somebody grabs some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Now we need to clarify, and we've done this every time we've talked about anonymous. Anonymous isn't one organization. It's a whole bunch of people. Anyone who wants to be anonymous, boom, you're anonymous. Congratulations. And so we've talked before about the awesome hacking jobs they've done on one side, the really crappy hacking jobs they've done on another one, how they've gone after horrible people, how they've gone after everyone, how they've been great hacktivists, how they've just been cyber terrorists. It all depends on who, at the moment, happens to be hacking under that name. Well, the people hacking under that name right now have decided they really don't like the Westboro Baptist Church after the church announced plans to, what is it, protest? They were going to protest at the Sandy Hook funerals. Yeah, for the, for the shooting in Connecticut. Um, which, needless to say, is pretty reprehensible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what What this version of Anonymous did, because again, we don't know who did what, is that they've actually gone out and gotten all the personal information about all, all of the members of the Westboro Baptist Church, and apparently they have now been published online. All the details. Oh, they also hacked their main Twitter account. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that part. But there was an interesting video. It's in the link that we have here. And they're basically, they, they have basically stated that um, uh, be, they have decided that uh, Westboro Baptist Church is, uh, is, 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 has been deemed an organization harmful to the population of the United States of America. And they have, they beat anonymous, have decided to execute an agenda of action which will progressively dismantle their, their organization until their zealotry runs dry. And first, first of all, let me say something about this. The Westboro Baptist Church, and I'm a very religious person, but the Westboro Baptist Church is not really a religion. It's a scam. It's actually run by three lawyers, and their idea is that they're, they're trying to tick you off bad enough that they're hoping you'll violate one of their constitutional rights, and then they'll either sue the state for not protecting them, or they'll sue the individual, and that's basically how they get their money. Yeah, exactly. Now, to the point, that, and this is kind of off the topic of the article, but an actual petition was started at whitehouse.org to uh, have the church, its, it's uh, church status, its non-profit organization status revoked, and have it be officially deemed a hate group. These are the guys that burn the Koran just to get a rise out of Muslims. The people who boycott funerals or protest funerals at Arlington. The ones who just do horrible, horrible things. Yeah, just, any, any soldiers, anything like that. Yeah, just to basically say they can. Because they've, they've even protested down at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, God tells them to. Really? Yes. There's a, there, there's a YouTube video for it. Go find it because you actually have, like, all these geeks surrounding them, and they're all chanting, God loves geeks. <laughs> oh, so the nerds just owned them, huh? The, the nerds owned them, yeah. I mean, we, we, we could probably tell quite a few stories about this if we had the time, but, uh, yeah, let, let's just say I, I'm, in, I'm interested to see where this goes. Mostly because I'm wondering if this this would dismantle them. I mean, I personally think the best way to get rid of this group is just ignore them. They're 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 craving attention. They're publicity whores, is what yes. they are. Mm-hmm. Well, I should note that that petition, which only required twenty thousand signatures to get to the uh, the, the president's desk for consideration, uh, last I saw it was like at one hundred and eighty thousand. Wow. So. Um, Whitehouse.org actually works. I would love to see Anonymous just go to town on these guys. Yeah, I, I know. But who wouldn't? Guys, yeah. Who wouldn't? I mean, they're despicable human beings. Admittedly, I had fun watching them go to town on Sony. So this would just be, you know, this would be totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of stuff we do want. Yeah, who actually put this in the show notes? Cause I, I did. I found it. Some background, please. Context, sir. Okay, context, yes. All right, uh, DARPA, um, which we should all know, if not uh, Google is your friend, has now begun working on a 100 gigabyte wireless, uh, 100 gigabytes per second wireless that has a 120 mile range. Now, yes, this is for military applications. Yes, this would actually help save a lot of soldiers' lives, which it would be a good thing. Um, but the other good thing is, is that usually when something is developed by the military and with mil- and, and through the funding through the military, eventually it makes it over into the private sector. 
You know, a lot of things have, have come that way. And so I'm hoping that it does come true. I'm hoping it does come out. And then I'm hoping eventually, you know, five, six, ten years down the road, you and I have it. That would actually kind of scare me. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be awesome. Don't get me wrong. I want to know how many people are connecting to it and how easy that becomes to hack everyone else. Probably just as much or just as little as it is now. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, probably if, true. if military's working on it, they're going to put a boatload of security on it. And they're gonna, they're gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be hack-proof. There's no way you can ever say anything about that. But I mean, uh, anytime the military comes out with a piece of technology, we don't get it until they come out with their next iteration of that. True. Like the GPS. We didn't get GPS until the military was done with it and had their next version of it. Now they're coming out with their newest version of GPS, and we'll soon start to see what they currently have. So this, this is probably either they've had it all this time and they're going to release it, or they're just making it for themselves until the next version <laughs> comes out. So we may not see it, or we may. We might, just in a couple iterations down once that security is in place. That's a very all good right. point. I like that. That makes sense. I'm interested to know. I, a lot of a lot of the times whenever I think of cyberpunk, I think of people with uh, with neural implants who are all wirelessly linked into the web kind of a ghost in the shell like and if you haven't seen that it's a really good anime uh, really good cyberpunk anime and manga but there's always that one little part you know we have neuro interfaces now we have devices that you can implant in your body now the one thing we're missing is that omnipresent wireless web Mm -hmm. that's fast enough to be able to handle neural thought as it were I think I just that's an oxymoron, but <laughs> you know, you know though that that actually reminds me, Zook. I remember years ago when we were working together, you actually brought up how awesome would it be to have the internet in your brain, and as as quick as you could think about it, there it is. You know, I think I I said that before Wikipedia was around. <laughs> yeah. Now I would just sit there in a coma, constantly browsing. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit drool off the side. More info. <laughs> Input, Stephanie. Input. <laughs> yes, it's De- a Johnny Five reference there. Yes, <laughs> that that would be cool though. I, I think they I think they need to buffer things like crazy. Can you imagine what would happen if you were able to intake information faster than your brain could process it? Wow. <laughs> Just a fry. Um, in any case, moving on here to an act- an idea I think we had. This is something that should have been done a long time ago, and I was actually quite happy to see it. Um, the article posted as a blog post from um, from Twitter because it was an official announcement. Twitter and the the company that does the Nielsen ratings. Um, Basically, they have decided to go ahead and do a joint venture together that would allow Nielsen to track feedback on television shows. And a lot of times when a show is getting ready to be canceled, what's the first thing that happens? All the fans that are out there start jumping onto social media saying, save our show, we want to keep our show going, so on and so forth. And I know that a lot of TV execs, the reason why they continue to go with Nielsen is because they can turn around to the advertisers and they can say, here is proof on paper of the numbers we are getting. Here is something like that's happening. Whenever, and whenever they say the numbers aren't there to justify it, 
Nova fans jump on social media and say, but wait a second, all we do is we hear people talking about it. How can you, how can you do this? Mm-hmm. And how can, how can you shut these shows down? So hopefully this will give another, because they've got to be able to do that. They've got to have to show proof on paper to the advertisers this is the type of penetration in the market that we're getting within our age range, within our sex range. You know, males, 18 to 42, this is what we're getting, so on and so forth. They've got it all break, broken down into, the, into their metrics. Wow. I actually sent this article to the guy who runs the Sci-Fi Twitter account because he's been very good about responding to people, about ratings, especially when they cancel some shows on Sci-Fi. Unfortunately, he has not responded to me yet, but if he ever does, I would be more than willing to pass it on to here on the show. Nice. Well, now, and here's my question. I have actually questions from both sides of the argument on this because we talked about this. I think when uh, Squishy Schmitty and I were in Vegas, actually, we, we talked about this, so it was a while ago. But um, on one hand, they should have been doing this the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, we all take to Twitter. We all talk on Twitter. That's, that's great. And actually, we're not the only ones who have thought that, because oftentimes you'll see on TV shows now the hashtag they want you to use. If you're going to tweet about this show, here's the hashtag we want you to use. Why? Mm-hmm. It's not for your benefit. It's for theirs. It's so they can see how they are trending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't officially recognized. So that's great. But on the flip side of that, I hate to admit it because I am I am of the internet public. But in many cases, we are the minority. We are a very vocal minority. Let's True. face it. I love Community. Community was a great show. Community was one of the best shows, in my opinion, to come out in recent years. But it wasn't getting the numbers. Not because it wasn't good, but because people really weren't watching it. Okay? If you took to Twitter, you'd think it was, you know, it was Ben-Hur. It was the Ten Commandments. It was Gone with the Wind. Everyone in the world was watching Community on Twitter. But that wasn't actually the case. In that case, we were a vocal but small minority. So in that case, it's like, so I, I, I applaud that they're thinking about doing this with Twitter, but at the same time, does it really matter I think it might. I mean, it's just the first step. Uh, now it'll be Twitter. Next they'll start, you know, watching Facebook or Get Glue or, you know, Reddit. So I, I think it's just the first step. Well, it also comes down to kind of a quality versus quantity. Unfortunately, right. networks are looking for quantity of viewers, not quality of viewers. Uh, again, back to community. The people who watched it were devoted, but there weren't that many of them. And the networks don't care about how much you love it, only that you watch it enough to watch to get the advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. I just don't know if it's going to make a huge impact. All right, into our second talking point. What? We have two? What? Oh, two for one. <laughs> this is our festivist gift to you. More of our yapping. <laughs> A plain aluminum pole. Talk, otherwise, you would have hit stop by now. <laughs> and a plain aluminum pole. <laughs> uh, good. Don't go there. <laughs> Context. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> okay, so this one um, started actually a while ago, um, but has come to a head, in my opinion, uh, just in recent days, recent weeks. You'll see it on Facebook. You'll see a lot of them on Facebook. 
And uh, we wanted to kind of get it out here before Christmas. And the reason we're bringing it up is the Facebook status that you may see bouncing around the Internet right now. That this year is the first year that the White House has decided to call Christmas trees holiday trees. And how Ben Stein, even Ben Stein, who is a Jew, and therefore doesn't even celebrate Christmas, how even he thinks this is a ridiculous idea, and how his words, his common sense words, are such a great message to all of us, about how, of course, they're Christmas trees, and it doesn't matter if they're Christmas trees, that doesn't offend him, and that if he says Happy Hanukkah to someone else, it shouldn't offend them, and so on and so forth, and then it goes into some kind of rambling... And then it says, you know, let's make sure we share this across everyone. And you'll see that posted. And here's the reason why this is so dumb. That same message has been coming out every year for four years. Well, it's not even just about the Christmas trees. I mean, how many times have we seen something pop up that's on a photo, and it turns out to be an urban legend? Mm Mm-hmm. Another one that I've seen coming up a lot recently was the story from 9-11 about the 40 Marines who saved a daycare and corralled them all within cribs and saved those children and protected them. Yeah, that's that didn't happen. The Ben well, Stein thing didn't happen. What about the whole Morgan Freeman thing that we've seen going on this last week? Or, or yeah, about, about, about the Connecticut shootings, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. the Bill Cosby one saying how we shouldn't be... You know, why do we need to give? You know, it's like I grew up working for my stuff. I don't see why we need to give to people who won't work. I mean, there's been Dennis Leary rants. There's been the you, you name it. Someone, someone has supposedly recorded it down and posted it on the internet, and then it turned out to be not them. I mean, Snopes is an entire website dedicated to this stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the question, urban legends. Yeah, the, the question is about this. This week's talking point is. And Squishy put it the best, and it was just a private conversation we were having, but he said it was fascinating to him how in this day and age, where nearly everyone in America has the greatest research tool ever conceived by man, literally within fingers' reach at all times, can still continue to post and propagate outright lies and fallacies as if it was truth. A lot of family and friends have been posting these comments. People who don't have agendas. People who are not willfully ignorant. I think... A- and they the reason, truly believe these things. I, th- I think the reason that a lot of the stuff is happening, is especially with the, with the photo memes... Where, where they has a photo of somebody and it has like a, like, a, like, a, like a picture of their face with a quote next to it or something like that, is that they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And I think it's. I, I think a lot of the stuff is going on their emotions. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it all is emotionally based. And, yep. and so when you emotionally po- post something, especially when it's just so easy to say, "Oh wow, that's interesting," click once to share this with everybody else I know. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy to propagate it. Well, and, and um, in the wake of the Connecticut shootings. Um, they they did an interview with different uh, editors, and actually the editor-in-chief of Gizmodo came on, uh, and he warned against using social media to share opinions about things like this. His point was that oftentimes on social media, you are friends with people of a like mind. So one person will post something that may be completely untrue, 
but strikes a chord with you or with other friends of yours, and it starts to become this echo chamber where it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger because everyone in your circle is agreeing with it so much that pretty soon it's spilling out. It's going everywhere. I don't know because there's been plenty of times I've posted something and all of a sudden I've got this flame war going on on my wall just because I may have said something as innocent as, wow, this is a powerful episode of Star Trek Voyager. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, Janeway shouldn't have done this, or Janeway, sh- Janeway was too hard this way, well, blah, 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 blah. Admittedly, we geeks are kind of impassioned about dumb things. So. <laughs> well, and especially, it was also about the, the past year of politics, too. Yeah. No, okay. But for instance, we're going to go back to that Ben Stein one. For the record, Ben Stein did say that speech partially. He said parts of that speech. He said it eight years ago. And he was talking about Nicholas Lachey and Jessica Simpson, not the Con- Obamas. Context isn't important, no? No way. The Obamas have never called them holiday trees. In fact, it has never been called holiday trees in, what, in the White House, ever. But they ever. did pardon the holiday tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, Laura Bush, in her first, um, during the first uh, Bush term, once made a Christmas tree with different holiday ornaments from around the country, which is a uh, um, a tradition that Michelle Obama kept going for, I want to say, the first two years they were there in the White House, but has not continued since. That is about as close as any part of this story comes to reality. The, but the first half of that speech, Ben Stein did say, again, referring to pop culture and how it's overriding traditional values. He said it eight years ago. The second part of the speech was by someone else, by, uh, I think, Billy Graham's daughter, when she was attacking someone else, and said, well, Dr. Spock, his son killed himself, which, by the way, was also untrue, and that's why only traditional Christian values matter, and these other ways to raise a child don't matter. I'm not making any of this up. This is literally this... It's been this hodgepodge together, and yet it still propagates on Facebook. And it's not the only one. We've seen them in our inbox forever. The uh, Bill Gates will pay you so much money to forward this email, which is now turned into Bill Gates will pay you this much money to share this Facebook post. And let let us not forget our Nigerian displaced princes. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what a lot of this is, isn't it? A lot of it is spam. A lot of it is old chain letters that somehow have made the jump over onto Facebook. They've evolved. And when they were in our inbox, it was easy for people to ignore them. And yet somehow, now that they're on Facebook, people have started to take them seriously. Because if it's on the internet, it's true. And they added pictures to it, so it's not just words on a screen. It's, oh, look at the picture of the soldier holding the child. Yeah. The question still remains, though. Why can't people... uh, And and I won't be be on such a high horse here. We've fallen for it as well. We reported on it. We reported that Bill Murray had signed on with Ghostbusters because that was news we had heard and that was news we believed and news we wanted. And it turned out, we heard a couple days later, Dan Ackroyd said, no, he has not. He never has. We're we're, we're moving on without him. So it's like, I think Stark was absolutely right. It's emotional. 
we want to believe it, and so we don't question it and we don't research it. But is this always the case? We want to hear feedback. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. What are some that you've fallen for, and why do you think people don't research it? We need to move on to our favorites, though. We're, we're running a little bit long here. Uh, mine uh, comes from theonion.com, so you know it's going to be awesome. They mm-hmm. announced, they've managed to get leaked announcements from Apple. Apple is releasing a new iPhone variant that's specially targeted to college-age girls and comes with the screen pre-cracked for their convenience. <laughs> okay, mine is, uh, fair warning, a little bit not safe for work. There is some mild language in it, well, harsh language in it. It's Samuel um, L. Jackson. It's Samuel Jackson, and surprisingly, Anne Hathaway has a mouth like a sailor. Um but it's a sad off. The folks at College Humor got Samuel L. Jackson, who has Django Unchained opening Christmas Day, uh, to discuss how his movie is so much more sad than Anne Hathaway's Les Miserables, which opens the same day. And uh, it, it's sad, but it's hilarious. You have the Go. argument of slaves versus French whores. It doesn't get sadder than that. It, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. All right, so my favorite is a video. Someone has done a mashup where they have taken scenes from the Toy Story movies and put in the audio from the latest Star Trek Into Darkness uh, trailer. <laughs> I, I I will tell you this much. The, the guy did a good enough job on this that I, I, I bet you you will get choked up in the last few seconds of watching this trailer. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my favorite comes from Dorkly Bits. Uh, I've shared a lot of videos from them in the past, and uh, here, this one is just as good as all the others, if not better. Um, I've been playing Bad Piggies on my Android phone a lot lately, and uh, so this one was uh, especially uh, close to my heart, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's called Dad Piggies, uh, about a, a piggy who has built the... Uh, probably the most dangerous Bad Piggies vehicle. So, you gotta check it out. It's pretty hilarious. Excellent. Well, that is our show this week. Um, you know, again, special links to our friends, Trek Radio, and that's Stitcher.com, OpenBookAudio.com, and CryptonRadio.com. Uh, we want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, very happy holidays, no matter what you celebrate or where you are. Um, it's been a trying season this year with with tragedies happening at the same time that many of us are trying to celebrate family. And we hope that you have a happy and safe holidays. We will see you next week. Until next time, cheers. End of line. One to beam up. Good day. Good day.